Spotlight. Brought to you by the Isle of Man Arts Council. Fastamai and welcome to Spotlight. I'm Sarah Hendy and on this week's programme we'll be visiting the Engine House, Janet Lees is in the studio and we have music from Jameis Woolley. If there's anything creative you'd like to contribute to the programme, you can email me via spotlight at manxradio.com. And if you miss anything today, listen again or subscribe to the show as a podcast via iTunes, Google and Spotify. You'll also find the Spotlight blog on the Manx Radio website. You may remember last week we mentioned a Skillshare event at the Engine House. Well, we've been down to Castletown to find out what else goes on there. So Jane Hall, here we are at the Engine House. How did you first get involved in this project? Well, it's through the Manx Art Directory. Um, it's through doing that, meeting Roger Dean and then meeting a friend of his and being introduced to Eric Evenson, who I'm in business with, that this all came about. Um, and it was just such a fantastic opportunity that, and it was right up my street. And it's taking forward all the um, hopes and aspirations I have for the creative industries on the Isle of Man. So, you know, it ticked all the boxes. Why, you know, why would you turn it away? Why would you say no? You wouldn't, you know, it's like this amazing opportunity. Yeah. And it's a unique space. Tell us a little bit about your involvement and what the Engine House does, what it offers people. Well, it's a co-working space. So, essentially, we're offering a landing pad to businesses relocating to the Isle of Man with hot desks, my desk, and we also have a workbench membership, which is kind of a lower level of membership. So, that's aimed at people who just want to come in, have somewhere where they can sit on a comfy seat, hook onto Wi-Fi, and, you know, maybe bring somebody in to have a meeting in a bit more of a professional environment, perhaps, than maybe sitting in a coffee shop. Um, so it gives them sort of a bit more status, maybe, um, to say to somebody in business, you know, I'm a bit more professional than just taking you to a coffee shop. Not that that's a bad thing, but I think it just offers something different. And excellent facilities as well. Yeah, we've got um, a, a huge printer where, you know, when people sign up, they get a job code so that we just bill you at the end of the month for any prints or copies that you've done. We've got secure shredding so that, you know, your super confidential papers, you can just put them in the shredding bin. That's G4S. They take it away and shred it all. Um, we've got, obviously, the super fast Wi-Fi in here. Um, we've also got stationary supplies. Uh, if you need to send a courier, you can do it through our courier account and we'll rebill you. If you need to leave your post, put in the uh, post box at the end of the night, you know, we'll get you a stamp and stick it on and put it in the post for you. So perhaps a little bit more than you would expect from a regular co-working space in that we're really trying to provide a service here that um, makes life easy for people who are working from from this building um, what we're also trying to do is build a community of people so we're introducing different businesses and different people that you know are doing different things uh, where we can see synergies so you know we, we had um, a lady in HR for example and on her second day she walked in and said actually we need to introduce you to this person who needs HR help 
so you know and and already they're working together which is fantastic you know that's just one example it's happening all the time um so that's really exciting to see that buzz starting to happen and you know those those different links and and the community starting to build it's a space that serves such a huge range of people i mean you know on spotlight we do have a creative focus i can already see how this would serve creatives i mean we've all got paperwork to do um even if you work in a very messy um medium you need somewhere that you can go and sort your tax out or um or respond to emails and things have meetings that isn't a workshop you've also got um some lovely displays of artwork on the walls yeah i just couldn't help myself it was too good an opportunity we've got all this wall space oh i know all these artists of course funnily enough from doing the art directory the arts council loan collection is fabulous because we can rotate that every 6 months so when we've got an art show on we can take the loan collection down put the show up and then when the show comes down we've got something to put back on the walls and it's going to keep it really fresh and interesting um, I think there's huge opportunity for um, you know us to be able to reach a different audience because of the people that we've got working in this space. Um, they're possibly people who might not wander into an art gallery, but who then see great artwork on the walls and think, mm, I really like that. Mm, yeah, I, I, I fancy that. I think I'll have that for home. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I think there's great opportunities for art and artists here. The building is set over three levels, there is quite an expansive space and on the lower ground floor you've already been running creative workshops with local artists. Yeah, we've had Elaine Edgin here who's been doing some mosaic workshops which have been fabulous. Oh My Pen and Press which is um, Emma, she's uh, done some workshops on uh, modern calligraphy and uh, brush lettering workshops. Um, we also have Mike Hewley who comes in here and does mindfulness, um, talking to somebody this afternoon who's wanting to run some coding workshops in here. So it's not just art, it's you know other things as well. I'm looking to get some yoga in here at some point as well. So really uh, trying to feed that creative aspect that we've got here that marks us out as being unique amongst the co-working spaces available. Mm -hmm. I suppose it's that diverse community that makes this place so dynamic and um, so rich with opportunities. Uh, without a doubt. Um, the, the businesses that are coming here, uh, we've got everything from a, a, a video channel, subscription video on demand channel, through to a cinema distribution company, through to um, a company that um, hires the people who work in airport um, duty free it's, it's a huge range of different people but we're, what we are trying to do is focus on arts tech and media and the companies that support those industries because that's I think where we're going to see such great synergies and opportunities for people to work together um, like I said it's already happening um, but I think if we can focus on that area in particular it's going to help grow that sector of the economy which is vital to the future of the Isle of Man and the way that the world is going in general if anyone is looking to find out more, to see the space or to come and work here, how, how can they get in touch with you and how can they find out more? Uh, the website is www.eng, which is short for engine.im, or you can email me, jane, J-A-N-E, at eng.im, or you can telephone us, double eight double one double eight. off of Mindful Mike, you're hot desking here today. How long have you been coming to the Engine House to, to work? Uh, about 
six months or so, something like that. Um, I've been told about it uh, by a very enthusiastic person and they said I should go down and check it out. Um, and it's nice for me just to get out of Douglas and go somewhere a lot quieter where you can see a steam train past the window whilst you know writing or you know replying to emails. So I had a look and it's just for me it's, it's a perfect fit. Uh, it's nice and quiet. It's as I say it's out of Douglas um, you in you in nature and uh, it's it just kind of fits the way I'm, I'm working at the moment. Because you've been running a business full time now for, for about 18 months. So you will have had quite a large portion of that time dotting between different coffee shops or workspaces, trying to work from home maybe. Um, how does it compare? Oh, good question. I mean, I still do that, to be honest. I, I, I try and get here sort of once a week. Um, uh, but that's a great once a week where I can really kind of focus and get, and get a lot done when I'm not being interviewed uh, for the radio. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, exactly. I do spend a lot of time sitting in cafes and things like that. Um, and this is just, and obviously, you know, that's a different feel altogether. This is far more focused. And you're surrounded by people who are also exactly in the same boat as you, you know, with their own kind of uh, creative businesses happening. So it's also kind of a nice way to network, mm -hmm. you know, um, in a very relaxed way, just to find out what other people are doing. And it, it's also nice because it does feel like you're kind of part of this kind of cutting edge. You know, it's the next kind of new direction is this kind of style of working, hot desking and things like that, rather than sitting in, a, in an office. And it gives you that opportunity to kind of uh, follow your own, I don't know, follow your heart, follow your dreams, follow your passion. Uh, and there's, there's some way you can go to do that. Because, mm -hmm. yeah. um, I don't know, it made me think about when I was working on my own um, at my desk in a, I mean, a lovely little room, which I was very grateful for, but completely alone and actually found myself to be less productive because I was just isolating myself. And cafes can sometimes be a bit too hectic and busy. People are there socializing, so it doesn't always fit your purpose. But here you are surrounded by other professionals who are also focused on doing their work. That does sound like a really good setup. Yeah, and if you kind of feel a bit, you know, you, you've kind of disconnected for, for a few minutes, you find yourself on Facebook or YouTube, you can look across and there's someone that's just pounding through their 20th email, you know, and you think, hang on a sec. <laughs> and it kind of, and you can refocus, you know, you can, uh, that, that's the nice thing, see how other people work and um, that kind of motivates you. Whereas in a cafe, it's, it's a lot easier just to kind of uh, drift, I suppose, and not, not get what needs to be done, done. Because I suppose when you're running your own business, particularly in um, in a in a niche area as well, there's no prefab game plan. You're kind of figuring out how things work all the time. So something like this, where you have the opportunity to interact with other people who are also doing the same thing and maybe have done things very differently, must be a real relief when you have those conversations. Oh, how did you talk? Oh, oh, good. That's what I did too. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, and that's it. I mean, I'm. I'm I'm not a businessman in any sense, shape or form. Uh, what I do is something completely different, you know, work with people. But to find out about this place, and it does have this kind of creative side to it, you know, um, it's, it's just like it was, you know, kind of given on a plate, like, oh, there, there is somewhere you can go and continue doing this kind of work and you don't have to join a corporation and you don't have to tick X, Y and Z. You can just come along and do your stuff from here with other people that are doing their stuff 
from here. So yeah, it fits perfectly for me. Mm -hmm. And just remind us of your website and how people can find out about your courses and uh, workshops. Yeah, um, yeah. So the uh, the website is uh, myfreemind.org, and so yeah, for anyone interested in kind of mindfulness training, corporate, personal workshops, etc., they can find out more there. My name is Sylvia Wright. I'm an independent HR consultant. Um, I support new startups, SMEs, uh, franchises, and helping people through a career change. Sort of not everybody nowadays has the great opportunity of just working for one employee. And um, most people do need a change. You can learn new new skills and develop your own personal strengths by, by moving and not staying with one company. Mm-hmm. So I'm here to do that too. Wow. Yeah, because I suppose people of my generation particularly and right now, we have portfolio careers as you've just described and it's a bit of a minefield. Is that the kind of process you guide someone through sort of exploring their opportunities and helping them find the best fit for them? Definitely. Getting them to sort of think about themselves Take, take time out, take out of their, their daily hectic work life and have a look at themselves so that they can uh, progress and, um, and see what their strengths actually are and then make a career move and do it in a structured manner so that they can t- continue their, their work-life balance and enjoy their, their spare time too. Wow, that's amazing. So you're helping people sort of fulfill their, their dreams and find their, their dream career, I suppose, or pursue something that perhaps they've been afraid to. Um, it's, a, it's a scary old world out there sometimes, so it's really nice that you're someone who's sort of um, supporting people through those big changes. Uh, working at the Engine House, I mean, you obviously kind of work remotely. Um, could you sort of work from anywhere? Uh, yes, I can work from anywhere. I can work on site. I can work any time during the day or evening, especially meeting clients in the evening outside of their normal working hours. Uh, Free to travel, I travel to the UK and support people in the UK too. So what is it about the engine house that made it feel like the right fit for you? Yeah, I chose the engine room purely on the location. I can walk to work. It's friendly, spacious, relaxing working environment. And it's great to meet people from different industries, technology, creative studios. I'm from a financial services background. And wow, what an opening, eye-opening it has been to sort of meet different people. Um, Close to the airport, excellent restaurants now on the south of the island to meet people. And it's important to support local facilities and support something outside of Douglas. In terms of the space itself, do you find it, I mean, except when you're being interrupted for interviews <laughs> such as this one, do you find it to be a place where you can really get your head down and um, and be productive, get good focus and, and get comfortable, make things happen? Definitely. It's very peaceful. It's You, you can network with somebody, you know, if you just want to break and sort of talk about ideas and just get sort of different input into into a situation that you're tr- trying to resolve yeah, no it's um, definitely um, very peaceful mm-hmm. yeah so if people were looking for a bit of support in the areas that you can offer it how can they find you yeah they can find me on linkedin sylvia wright spotlight 
brought to you by the Isle of Man Arts Council. Now, as you may have heard on Mandate, Janet Lees is celebrating a recent win. She's here to tell us all about it. Janet Lees, thank you so much for joining us again. It's really lovely to be able to speak to you following um, your triumph at the Year of Our Island photography competition. It was it was a competition set to help people share their unique views of the Isle of Man and celebrate the island that we live in. Yes, there were three categories, which were quality of life, um, stronger partnerships and national pride. So they were quite tricky, I think, in a way, to think of images that would fit into those. And I think I put three in, actually. I think I put one into each, maybe. And um, But I didn't have any trouble choosing the one for National Pride because um, I think the picture just really says it all, actually. You know, it's um, one of the tram horses, beautiful. Uh, the, one of the, I think the tallest of the tram horses called Andrew. And Andrew's handler, who I've found out since, is called Ned Kenyuk. And uh, it's just, because I, I went to the, caval, the cavalcade last October. Um, my husband, Liam, persuaded me to go down. And uh, I love horses anyway. And uh, I was just blown away by the horses and the beauty of them, because they'd all been they'd all been done up in their finery, you know, and their manes were plaited and their tails were everything. They just looked so beautiful and so regal and so noble. And there's something so kind of timeless and mysterious about horses. But also the handlers were just so full of, you can see it on the face of the man, of Ned in the picture. He's just bursting with pride and happiness. So it just really, that picture just jumped out at me really. It's quite different to your usual style, your subject matter, your um, daily inspirations. Totally different. It's it's very different actually to the, the stuff that I normally share on I, I guess on Instagram, which is where I share my um, art photography, uh, and that's the kind of that kind of abstract art photograph is the is my style really I guess, and that's the sort of thing that I do most of. But I do take pictures of a lot of other things, and I do sometimes share them actually. And I've been taking more pictures of people um, over the last probably year I guess. So I've got a bit of a series going, which uh, which are more. Um, more about people, uh, people in spaces and people in relation to other objects or beings or spaces, really. So I have been doing that quite a bit more. And I think I've always been a bit nervous about taking pictures of people. I mean, this was easy because they were there and they were set up for a photo opportunity. So, you know, it was dead easy. And I think I was very, very lucky to get that shot. Um, and I'm sure lots of other people got great shots there that day because how could you not really? Um, so... And I was, I think it was because I was just, I couldn't not take the picture because I loved the, the horse. I loved the look of the horse. I love horses, as I said. And I just loved the look on, on uh, Ned's face, you know, and the fact that he was so proud. And it was just just a, a beautiful photo. And I think it's also because he was dressed in his uniform and the horse uh, was wearing kind of traditional, you know, um, uh, bridle with blinkers and all of that kind of thing. It really it really struck me as a very timeless picture as well and that's why I did it in black and white because I just thought god it could have been taken any time in the last 50 years really. You've also recently been selected to to exhibit in other locations around Britain um what what's been happening since we saw you last? Well 
quite a few things actually. I did have an image in an exhibition in London, selected for an exhibition in London, which ran um, from November, I think, last year through to January this year, and yeah, that was that was in London. I've just had three selected for an exhibition in Cambridge, which I think is um again it's creative photographers from around the world. So I'm really really delighted to have been selected. And it's just always really good to fly the flag for the Isle of Man as well. Um, and I had an image selected for uh, a book by the Dark Mountain Project, who um, they they um, they put out these beautiful books. The themes are kind of around, often around ecology and environmentalism and climate change and, you know, a lot of these kind of challenges that we face. Um, and so I've had an image selected to go into the next uh edition of the Dark Mountain series of books. They're absolutely beautiful books. So I'm really thrilled about that as well. Is that a theme which inspires you a lot, um, celebrating our island in order to inspire people to want to protect it and look after it? I wonder if you've got two different sort of strands to your work in the more abstract and anything else. Um, (laughs) Because the outcome is so different, I wonder if your approach is different or you just follow your instincts and what happens is what happens yeah I just follow my instincts for sure and I think sometimes I think it depends what you're feeling when you take the picture particularly with abstract art photography um I I think it really depends on what mood you're in because depending on what mood you're in you will see things differently and you will interpret them differently and you'll feel differently when you actually take the shots and I have a whole series which is an ongoing open-ended um kind of curation of uh, the interesting times we live in um, which is called Anthropocene Prophecy because we live in the Anthropocene era um, which is basically about you know man affecting climate and the earth and it is something that's really close to my heart and I feel very strongly about um, and you know I have a lot of pain I have a lot of pain about um, all, you know all of these things and my pain for the world is huge. So that often does come through in the abstract images. And so, and I, and I, I know when an image fits into that, um, that stream or that series. Uh, so yeah, I do have an ongoing series of, of that. And the, the image that's been selected by Dark Mountain, obviously, is, is one of those. Um, it's called Prophet. by the Isle of Man Arts Council. And Jameis Woolley plays us out this evening. He recently released his EP, Turn to Face the Strange, which he worked on with Jip again at Ballygroove Studios. This track appeared on Sam Waters' film Mad Manx and the Soapbox Derby, and it's called Live It Up, Tropical Trees.
that's all we have time for but i'll be back next wednesday so do join me at half past five in the meantime get yourself subscribed to the series via itunes google or spotify for your weekly dose of creativity delivered straight to your library thanks for tuning in and have a lovely creative week slend you